With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Trying something new on a Wednesday at 11am. 11am mayhem. You call, you get on. Whatever's on your mind. I know we've been talking about plenty of stuff this morning, but let's see what is on your mind. Let's go to line number one. Jason's at Hendra. Jace, good morning. Good morning, Ben. I'm a, I'm a little agitated this morning. Oh, no. I, I've been keeping up to date with all the, you know, like the, the, the AFL and the NRL and everyone's in there talking to the government about you know, the the anti-gambling money and all that sort of stuff. And then I also hear on the back of that, the NRL are talking about having 20 teams in the NRL <laughs> by 2032. Are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? They can't even field enough players at the Dolphins at the moment. They haven't got enough good players at the Tigers. And you want to put another three teams in. And then Albo said, hey, let's give you $200 million. Are you kidding me? We're flat out paying our power bills and you want to pay for some half-rate blokes to come along and just take their paycheck. I was at the game on Saturday night at the Broncos and I've got to tell you, watching it from the sidelines, the Tigers are in all sorts of trouble. They are just 17 blokes that turn up and take their pay packet every Thursday when their money goes in. Because they are not playing as a team. You can see it off the ball. They are not united. And they want to do this with another three teams? Please. I, no, I'm just going to let you... I'm just letting you go, Jace, because I reckon, oh, I reckon you need to take I'm a break. I can, tell, I, I can tell. 11 a.m. mayhem. We're off to an absolute flyer. So 20 teams. 18, though. You've got to agree that we need an extra team in, right, to make it an even competition? You can't just go and stick an 18th team in now if you haven't got enough players. Where are you going to take these players from? Why don't the NRL get together with the New South Wales Rugby League and the Queensland Rugby League and go, listen, here's some funding that goes direct to Q Cup clubs so that we can then bolster our group of young blokes that will come through and take the places of these people that are going to be coming into the NRL because they haven't got enough at the moment. They haven't got anywhere near enough. You look at the Colts at the moment, Colts, the uh, Hastings Deering Colts Cup. I love watching those young blokes play, but then you're expecting 20-year-olds to come up like more than just the one-offs here and there. You're asking a whole bunch of them to come up into senior football straight up. And then when they don't do what we want them to do and play good football, we absolutely bash them and castigate them in papers and on talkback and on social media. And then we go, well, well what's wrong with the competition? I mean, it's a no-brainer. I just don't think we've got it really for another couple of years. I think they've got at least three to four years before they can say we've got enough young people to come through to get another team in there. Jace, you have kicked off 11 a.m. mayhem with plenty of mayhem. I, I love that. We are off and running on a Thursday. On a Thursday. It feels like Thursday. We've been going that long. On a Wednesday, outstanding stuff. So we've covered 
20 teams, the Tigers and Pathways. 13-13-55. Has anything Jace just said resonated to you? He's the clubhouse leader right now for the two tickets to the Gabba tomorrow night. Collingwood and Lions. Let's go to line six. Uh, Timmy. Tim, good morning. Benny, how are you, buddy? I'm very well. What's on your mind this Wednesday morning? Jeez, Jace. Jace off to a flyer. <laughs> Take a deep <laughs> breath. Deep breath. Mate, yes. Mate, my, uh, mate, my little gripe is... In rugby league these days, the amount of people in a tackle, but from the attacking team. Mm-hmm. So the guy runs the ball up, gets tackled, and then you get sometimes you get two or three guys trying to push them forward those extra couple of metres or keep them from going into touch. Mate, a tackle in rugby league these days looks more like a rugby union ball in some cases. Wrapping up the ball, the wrestle, it is it is a bugbear. I know Mel yeah. Meninga spoke about it last hour. Michael Ennis has even touched on it in uh, NRL 360, but it's something I spoke to Gilly about, I reckon two weeks ago it was, when we were talking about concussion, HIA, tackle technique. Yeah. They're taught how to wrestle yeah. now rather than getting in and driving low. And the attack, yeah, like the, the, the hooker who, you know, the dummy half is in there pushing them forward. And it's just like, mate, just let him tackle and get the game going. Tim, thank you. Thanks for being part of the show. 11 a.m. mayhem, 13, 13, 55, 04. Actually, no, don't text. I want to hear from you. That's right. The open line. Just keep them pumping through. Uh, if anything Jason and Tim have said resonates with you, we'd love to hear it. 131355. Uh, I'm just having a look here. I know there's text coming through, but no, it's not about texting. It's about having a chat. Uh, although I've got a no name on this one, but I do have to say Wayne 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 Van Gisbergen. <laughs> Yeah, Wayne Bennett. No, I get it. I get it. Exactly. Uh, If you've missed anything uh, on the show today, the podcast too, download it, share it with your friends, wherever you get it, your podcast from, be it iTunes or Spotify. Uh, Let's go to line two. Matty, good morning. Morning, Benny. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? I just wanted to have a quick quick chat about the the Wallaby squad that's been announced this week by Eddie Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, some big, I guess... Big name players out of Queensland that haven't made the uh, the cut: Harry Wilson and Tate McDermott. Yes, um, I think there's a you know a fairly big line in the sand um, from Eddie, just saying you know you're not performing at Super Rugby, you're not going to get picked, kind of thing. Um, and obviously with those, those not so I guess um, well known names in the Brumbies and Waratahs squads uh, getting a look in for that first Wallaby squad training. Session, I think it is a couple of weeks away. Um, I just think that you know Eddie's gone um, down the track where if you're not going to perform, you're not going to be picked kind of thing. But then um, you know I don't think that squad's going to look anything like the World Cup squad that's going to go um, yeah. late in this year to compete. So I just you know I'm not sure. Do, do, do you like it though? Go, but I'm not do, sure. do, do you like what Eddie's doing? He, he's putting, I mean, some of those names you mentioned, Tate McDermott, uh, Harry Wilson, he, he's putting them on, on notice. Is that a is that a good thing? Is that a good approach? I think so. I think it is. Um, I'm hoping that he's gone to those players and actually given them corners to, to get better or to get better um, mm. in the weeks coming up in Super Rugby. But um, if not, I think... Uh, you know, it's probably not the way to go. You've got to you've got to give feedback to fringe players that aren't getting selected. Um, it only it only you know boosts the, um, the strength and the the depth of Australian rugby. I think. 
you make a really good point. And actually, I'll be speaking to one of those who, who's made it into that squad from Queensland, Josh Fluke, coming up before midday today. So we'll get his take on it, what Eddie said too. Matt, it's a really good call. Thank you. And, and the best thing about what Eddie Jones has done, in, in my opinion, is he has said, this is not the World Cup squad. This is just our first squad. If you're in it, it's up to you to stay in it. If you're not in it, it's up to you to get in it. So he's drawn a line in the sand, yes, but he's also put the players on notice. It's up to you to remain, but it's also up to you to work your way in. Matty, good shout, 13-13-55. Steve's on the Gold Coast. Steve, morning. G'day, mate. How are you? Very well. What's on your mind? I just want to, I just want to get your thoughts. The most stupid rule in rugby league appeared on Sunday again where a team that makes an illegal move, um, South Sydney, with a short 20-metre restart. The ball doesn't go 10. Mm. Asako comes flying in to catch the ball. Could create really good television viewing in rugby league play by crashing through two or three tackles and scoring. But because he didn't let the ball cross the line, the team that makes the illegal move gets a penalty. I just cannot fathom that out. It just does my head in. What, what do you think of that? So, so you're saying that the, it should be play on and the opposition could pick it up and run through and, and score? Is that the... If the opposition pick it up and score, yeah. surely they should be rewarded for the other team doing an illegal move. If the if he comes... You imagine the guys like Joey Manu and the young fellow that's going to Rugby Union and Munster. Certainly, Any yeah. one of those players can come crashing through and catch the ball. If it's only going to go six metres... Mm. Why why do they get penalised because the other team made an illegal move? I just find it staggering that sort of no one says anything about it. If they knock the ball on in the process, yeah, surely they get a penalty under the post. Or they say, no, you've tried to play the ball. That's the part. If you knock it on, it's South Sydney's ball. But I just can't understand how, an, how a team can get the benefit of doing something that's not in the rules. It should be advantage play on, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's what I recommend. Yeah, Steve, hey, it's a really good point. Thank you. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. We may have a new clubhouse leader there, as far as the double pass to uh, the Lions and Collingwood tomorrow night at the Gabba. Uh, let me have a look here. I know there's text messages coming through, but that's not in the spirit of <laughs> the eleven a.m. mayhem. <laughs> we need to get your chat on the on the on the phone. 13, 13, 55. But we'll get to the text messages. Don't worry. Uh, we are coming up to uh, where are they now? Wednesdays as well. We'll be fitting that in before midday today. A, a legend of Queensland sport. Uh, she was. Well, in fact, I think she put her sport on the map as far as us uh, nationally and internationally as well. And as mentioned, we'll be uh, crossing to Ballymore, Josh Fluke. That's right. He is a Queensland red. He's in the centres, but he's also in Eddie Jones's frame and mind when it comes to a Wallabies camp. April 17, they're uh, meeting on the Gold Coast for a three-day camp as well. There will be overseas players involved in that. They won't be there physically, have a presence, but they'll be part of team meetings. And we know they're joining via Zoom for those. So while they won't be being put through plays, they'll be put through the well, what Eddie Jones wants. We're talking your Quade Coopers, your Marika Corbettis, you, uh, your Tom uh, Tom Banks, and not Rory Arnold. I don't know, but his brother Richie. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. It is eleven a.m. Mayhem. You call, you get on, just like Duncan has. Dunk, morning to you. Oh, good day, Ben. How are you, mate? Uh, all the better from hearing from you. What's on your mind? 
I want to talk Wallabies election and further to uh, Harry Wilson and Tate not being selected. Mm. How nine Waratahs can be selected, yet they're one of the poorest performing sides. It seems like this New South Wales bias is kicking in once again, Ben. Oh, Eddie, he's only been back in the country for a couple of uh, couple of weeks, and you're already saying it's a New South Wales Waratah bias. It's been going on for decades, you know it. <laughs> I, I love, I love it. I love the Queensland parochialism, but does it put pay, players on notice? It does, but I still don't know what Tate McDermott has done. Not he's the second best, you know, at worst, yeah. halfback in the country, and still can't make it in the squad. Yeah, and Harry Wilson's a talent too, isn't he? He's just got great footwork. He's there or thereabouts. So, again, maybe uh, maybe whatever is Eddie's looking for, this will give them that uh, impetus. But Duncan reckons there is a Waratah bias as far as the Wallabies are concerned. Do you agree? 13-13-55. Duncan, thank you for being part of 11am Mayhem. Uh, Eric is down the M1. Eric, morning to you. Yeah, how are you, mate? Very well. What's on your mind? Oh, mate, um, it happens pretty much every game, every week, is when the attacking team uh, stuffs their play up, does a bit of a shepherd, mm. and then they just pull up and stop for, like, pretty much a voluntary tackle. I think since 1908, that should be a penalty to the defensive side. So if, if you make a mistake and then just pull up and, and give yourself up, voluntary tackle? Yeah, ta- well, yeah, which yeah. is what they do. Yeah. But, yeah, because if they pass the ball or kick it, then they're taking advantage of, you know... Oh, like an obstruction play or or a shepherd, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they just pull up and they just pretty much take a voluntary tackle. Like, why isn't that a penalty? Like, they've done an illegal play. It should just automatically be a penalty. The defensive side should get the penalty. It's a good point. Although, if they just give themselves up and make no advantage, take no advantage from that, is that just the penalty enough that they haven't taken advantage of it? Uh, Eric, thank you. It should be a penalty in Eric's mind. NRL operations meeting. Let's put your minds together. 13, 13, 55. Has Eric got a point? 19 minutes past 11. 11 a.m. mayhem. You know what we might do? We will take a break. We'll come back. We'll get some more thoughts on whatever's on your mind this Wednesday morning here on SENQ. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Yeah, 25 past 11. Thanks for your company this Wednesday morning here on SENQ. It is 11 a.m. mayhem. You call, you get on. Anything on your mind and out of that, you'll go into the draw uh, for a double pass to the Gabba tomorrow night. Lions and Collingwood, you cannot get these tickets for love nor money. That's right. The Lions posted and hoisted the sold-out sign a little earlier Today, uh, look, you can feel the energy this NRL Season 2 as a Gold Coast Titans member. Visit their website, uh, titans.com.au. All right, let me see here. Let's. I'll go through these lines. One, two. Let's go to line six. Ray, morning. Morning, Ben. How are you, mate? What's on your mind? Mate, um, look, I appreciate every caller that rings through to you, to you and your great show, but... Let's be honest, there is a ton of talent out there in this country that's not found on a yearly basis. They, You know, some parents can't afford to put their kids in tournaments. Some kids go to schools that don't allow their child, the, the students to be seen. 
and the NRL, the AFL, the netball associations, you know, um, soccer associations, they got nine years. Uh, they they have they will have some sort of um, idea coming up where they'll have um, academies for kids that are going to come through. I can't see there being a problem with twenty clubs in nine years. All right, okay, right. they so, will have academies galore. So that that's in response to Jason's call to come up saying no, twenty teams they they're, they're dreaming, and we're not we're not talking about twenty teams tomorrow either it will be well i mean 18 teams at least getting that up that's going to be the next time the tv rights roll around which is uh oh 27 off memory 2027 so we've still got uh we've still got a while to go yet until we get that rolled in so that's the other caveat to this ray and i know wayne bennett has spoken about this he said i don't care where the next team comes from we've just got to make sure that the pathways are in place to bring whatever talent is there through. So that's what you're saying, that the talent's there. They just have to what set up the, the pathway so we can discover them. That's right. The AFL do it really good and, and, and with their academies. You mm. know, that's where Eric Hipwood come from um, with the Lions. Um, I think Harris Andrews come through with yeah, the Lions as well up here in Brisbane. Caelan Ponga was part you know, of the Lions the, Academy at one stage as well. And, and the Melbourne Storm. You know, I make no secret I barrack for Sydney's favourite team, the Melbourne Storm. Um, you know, they, they've been able to recruit people from, from North Queensland long, long, long away from the home at, down there at Olympic Park. Yeah. And, um, you know, there, there is people out there and there's young kids out there that are busting on the scenes and they're just not being seen right now. You know, they might have had a bad day at the trials, but there is talent out there. Talent out there, enough for 20 teams, says Ray. Ray, thank you, mate. I'm going to put you into the draw for the Lions tickets. Lions, Collingwood tomorrow night at the Gabba. It's an absolute blockbuster. I know the Lions have had their captains run this morning. As I mentioned on social media, they posted a few photos saying that the boys are up and about, pumped. And Harry Sharp was one of those photos. Does that give us a little bit of an side word on which way Chris Fagan and the selection committee might be going as far as team changes if there are any to take on the pies uh, I know Chris Fagan is due to speak in the next couple of minutes if we can bring that to you and what he says we will do that but 11am mayhem is where we sit uh, this Wednesday morning 13 13 55 um, I think we've had a pretty good start to 11am mayhem I know that we're doing that for the first time because this is the first time that we're on for the full three hours in 2023. So I thought I'd shake things up at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday. I think we might pencil this in and actually get the pencil out, put the biro in to get this as a permanent spot on a Wednesday. Yep, tick, tick, tick. 